This is the Pete Wong Podcast, sharing the things that I love with those that I love. I've always wanted to talk about the things that I care about in life. People have told me time after time, why don't you just share more of you? And with that, let's go. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Pete Wong Podcast. How's everyone doing out there? We are nearing the end of the year. And I thought that uh, we were wrapping up the show with our previous one, but then uh, still had some more things wanted to talk about, wanted to share. I asked my buddy, one of my best friends, I've mentioned him a couple times in the podcast, Henry Rodriguez, uh, to come help join us and be a co-host. And he was so down for it. He even dressed up today for the holidays. So there we are, Grinch, Grinch. But Henry's not a Grinch. How you doing, Henry? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, my brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks a lot for uh, agreeing to, you know, being a part of this podcast. And I'm really just uh, glad that uh, you're, you, you wanted to do this. And I think, I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. So you, so you were looking for somebody to take over the conversation, and you thought Henry will do it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> A big reason why um, I asked Henry to uh, be a co-host is because there's many things that I've been wanting to share, I've been wanting to say, uh, and, and and share with the listeners. So that's what this show, uh, this episode, we want to tackle a lot of people out there. 2020 has its highs and lows and it continues to. And we, I just wanted opportunity with Henry uh, to talk about it and to share our perspectives. In this episode, we are going to talk about uh, some possible subjects that may trigger some people. And I just want to uh, set it up in that way out of respect uh, for the listeners that you know uh, that I'm just sharing my story and um, uh, just to prepare because uh, some of these topics are very sensitive and I do not want to uh, uh, be, be you know, sharing my story, but at the same time, it's not an attack. It's not a, um, it's not a, uh, I, I'm choosing this side or that side. Uh, I'm just sharing my story. Now, within the story, you may see where my values lie. Would you mind telling lis- the listeners a little bit about you? Uh, just, just you know, so, so we know who's going to be co-hosting today. In a general sense, I'm just, um, I guess uh, I'm a professional computer nerd. Uh, that's what I do for a living. Um, slash entrepreneur slash inventor, um, you know, and uh, look out, I have something big coming. Uh, and um, other than that, I, I'm just a human being in love with human experience and uh, loving the connection that I have built with people over time. Uh, and pretty much love being in love. So to speak, and, and not in a not in a romantic not in a uh, romantic way, but uh, I think that love goes beyond that. 
there's just something there trying to decipher what what life is about and what I love you know that that's pretty much it I think that that sums it up well thanks where are you located uh, I am in Southern California I actually moved out of uh, well actually I'm in Santa Clarita California now funny how it worked out because I left California about a year and a half ago. I moved to South Carolina and uh, I was there for a year. And it was, it, it was good. I, I believe that it was a great experience for me. But I love California. And ever since I was little, ever since, uh, ever since I first came to the United States when I was uh, 12, I first came to, uh, to Los Angeles. And I was here for maybe about a month, month and a half. Mm. Then... I went to New York. Then uh, when I was about 24 or 25, I moved to Los Angeles. Then after about a year, a year and a half, I had to, uh, I took it upon myself to move back uh, to New York and New Jersey. Uh, but California never left. Uh, I, I never got rid of the thing about loving California. After being back in, in New Jersey or in New York, for uh, I would say about 15 years or something like that, I decided, you know what? Life's too short to be unhappy or at least to wonder what if. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, packed my bags and moved to California. And uh, shortly after, I met you <laughs> in, in South Carolina. It, it was good. I mean, I, had, I got to spend some great, great time with my family out there. And it was uh, great from a professional point of view. It, it, I made some uh, great advances while I was there. But, you know, after my lease was up, it was time to come back. Mm. And, uh, and that was about it. Then suddenly this whole uh, COVID thing kicked in. And there was a part of me that was saying, holy crap, I'm going to have to stay here for longer. And... Uh, hmm. I didn't want to. Ruby and I packed the dogs in the in the, in the car and we drove to uh, back to California. It just so happens that the day we got here, remember those riots that happened in the downtown LA, well, all over LA. Yeah, that's the day we were getting here. So oh, we right. we drove for we drove for uh, uh, two days. And I was tired. I was tired. I was exhausted. And when I finally got to LA, they 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 closed LA out. You couldn't get into LA. Oh my gosh! So so uh, we had to pull some magic. Uh, Ruby knew some back roads, and we, that's how we ended up getting getting inside. But it was it, it was a pain to get here. Took us a while to find a place to live, but once that happened, man. It's been a joy to be here. Mm. The, the sad thing is, I mean, sad, sad for me uh, is the fact that as soon as I was coming back, you were preparing to leave yeah. and move to Minnesota. I was looking forward to, you know, regrouping and getting together and do the things that we love to do together. Yeah. But, you know, uh, just like I left, you left. Mm-hmm. Just like I came back, you come back. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, what exactly what happened that 
led you to move back to Minnesota? I was in Los Angeles. At that time, uh, I had uh, been laid off work and um, luckily was receiving unemployment. That was another uh, kind of difficult process because in California, there's so many people that, uh, that when you get on the phone or, or the internet, um, you can't get hold of anyone. I remember talking to my family back here in Minnesota and my brother was like, Oh yeah, I just went into the office and I talked to somebody. And I just remember Mm -hmm. like hearing that and feeling like that's great for them, but I'm Mm -hmm. still very flustered and, and, and very stressed, which I think a lot of uh, people out there, uh, they might still be even, that's a big part of um, what, what, you know, what we're going to be talking about in, in, in this episode is this, balance or this way of being, you know, whether in your head mentally or, or how you take action, I decided to take a chance and mail my unemployment. And I just, I always blessed the universe that I was able to receive it. So I never thought about moving out of LA. I thought I would get unemployment and then, and then like many people probably that things were going to go back to normal in the summer. So when the incident happened with George Floyd, uh, 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 and the Minneapolis police, uh, the, uh, police officers. Um, Oh, that was close to home. Okay. That was, that was, mm-hmm. you know, right. okay. I mean, since, since I've been back, I've, I've driven by that area and it, it's just, mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, it's just a different feeling. There was a morning where on Instagram I was scrolling and a friend had posted a couple of the videos of the advocates, um, who some of them were friends of George Floyd. Some of them were just, you know, uh, supporters, uh, you know, of, of the movement. And they were very charismatic. And, uh, I remember one of them saying, if you're not with us, you're against us. And I woke up that morning kind of having an epiphany and I guess an awakening, which I didn't even understand myself. I realized that I wasn't completely fully invested in the black community uh the black people uh their narrative their story again this is a sensitive even you know even for me it's it's hard to talk about it because i'm still uh uh you know still working through it still processing um to a certain extent i realized that morning it was true. If I wasn't picking a side, then I was still supporting the, the systems in place. Mm-hmm. I was still supporting this narrative that I grew up thinking mm-hmm. and never felt safe, never felt comfortable to be in a space to talk about it, which that had changed because of the people had been, uh, you know, uh, building relationships with in, mm-hmm. uh, in California, which really opened right. my eyes and, and, and really made me feel safe to talk about these things. So mm-hmm. that morning I decided and I, and I usually don't do it, but I decided, well, 
I want to say something too. I want to make a stand. I wrote a post on Facebook. And at the end of it, I quoted Malcolm X's by any means, by any means necessary. Right. Uh-huh. I remember that post. Oh, yeah. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought I spoke my piece. I took a stand. I have no regrets. Like, like it felt different. Mm-hmm. And then about five minutes later, I got a text from um, the person that I was living with. And she said, can we talk about your post? And I was like, really? Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even know you were on Facebook. Okay. And (laughs) so, so we sat down by the pool outside, you know, and we actually had a very healthy conversation and healthy, meaning this individual shared what their belief is and, and where they stood. And at the same time, they did respect mine. Uh But by the end of that conversation, I was asked to leave my apart uh, to leave my place that I was living because of your stance on the issue. Exactly. Oh wow. Okay. Exactly. Okay. The very first thing I was thinking was, "Oh shit, I need to find a place to live." Right. I wasn't thinking anything else, and I think it was because we were in the pandemic. Right. And the last thing I was thinking about was not having a roof over my head. Right. I started to make a plan for getting a new apartment, finding a roommate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at, you know, apartments and I just couldn't make a decision fast enough. And every decision that I was thinking about making, I wasn't comfortable with like, like I didn't want to spend that money for a 12 month lease for somewhere I didn't want to live. Right. Okay. And the one, the roommate that I wanted to, that I was trying to uh, hoping uh, uh, would be willing to move in with me. uh, He didn't want to move where I wanted to move. Okay. And so I just felt pressed. I felt like time Mm -hmm. was limited. Money uh, uh, was, you know, uh, limited. Uh, and I had to make a decision because I had 30 days, uh, you know, and by then it was like day 15, I think. This, this lady gave you 30 days. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Exactly. The idea came across to go back home, mm-hmm. uh, go back to Minnesota. Right. And so I ran it by my family. And at that time I, I didn't want to do it because I felt like I, I had, I, I was, I was enjoying my life except for work. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but I was making it work because I was enjoying right. the things that mm-hmm. I was doing with my life. I found, I had found my purpose and, mm-hmm. um, and I was enjoying the company. I was enjoying training. I was enjoying right. building relationships, but I thought, and with lots of support from my friends and family, I thought, well, I'll give it to the end of the summer. I'll save some money with, you know, unemployment and I'll come back. Right. That was the plan. A big part of this process. And I want to encourage the listeners because the podcast is about health and wellness. It's about Mm -hmm. helping provide uh, a perspective for people that might be stuck. And so 
my training, our training, <laughs> mm -hmm. had taught me, had trained me, had prepared me to not try to think too much about the situation because you have to make a decision. I just made the decision. One of my things that I say, make a decision, stick to it. Right. And, and, and that way we can just be in the process of life more and letting go and not be attached to, to things that are uncontrolled. I had to talk to a lot of people because I think I was also going through some trauma too by what happened. And it was a new thing for me, you know, talking okay. about race, talking about uh, not just talking about it, but, but taking a stand for what I believe in. Right. Right. And I think that I grew from that experience so much, but I, mm -hmm. but I was put in a frenzy. I was put in a very uncomfortable position that I wasn't right. prepared for. So then I bought my ticket and I was scheduled to, to, to be on a plane, uh, July 1st. I made a schedule for what I had to do before then packing. Uh, I had to get rid of things because I, because I can't keep it. So I had to get rid of right. it. I couldn't bring it with me. Around two weeks before I left, I went to meet up a friend to drop off a book to him. Mm -hmm. And as we're sitting there eating tacos, we had the mask, but then we pulled mm -hmm. it down. Right. And we're sitting, you know, at, in a booth. Right. He checks his phone and I'm like, why does he keep looking at his phone? Mm -hmm. And then he, he, he has a disappointed face on on his, mm -hmm. you know, a look on his face and he shows right. me on his phone positive. Oof. His COVID test yeah. positive and sitting right in front of me. Wow. All right. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Yeah. And at that time, it was, uh, it was new. And it's, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, it was. You know, in hindsight, I remember when he when he showed me that that phone and it said positive and inside of me, I was like shaking mm -hmm. because the reality didn't sit with me yet. The reality right. was like it was very uh, uh, surreal. Right. It was like, I'm here. Wait, wait, wait. Did, wait, wait, wait. Did this just happen? Did this just happen? And then because, because, because of my training, I was able to process a, a lot of things at once and yet, mm -hmm. and then, and then calm myself down mm -hmm. because I knew I had to start taking action. Right. I knew I couldn't just sit there in front of them and continue to be, you know, you right. know, the other thing too was, I made a decision not to be angry at him. Right. Because I knew that wouldn't help my situation. Correct. I was freaking out. And, uh, and I ended up calling um, my roommate. That, that this is the person that gave you 30 days to vacate your space, correct? Yep. Okay. And given, given uh, my roommate's age... Uh -huh. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to enter that house again. Right. right. But I didn't realize 
the reality of the situation. I was just kind of taking one step at a time Mm -hmm. and I didn't even have a time to process. I just knew that because it was like 10 o'clock at night. You were you were out having tacos with your friend. Yep. And like it was ten o'clock p.m. Wow. Okay. Yep. It was it was around ten when I like probably nine thirty when when I called my roommate and uh, and then I I called my buddy uh, my buddy Kevin because because he had just moved to an, another apartment so I thought maybe mm-hmm. maybe just talking to him I thought maybe mm-hmm. he could help me problem solve right. and. And he was going to try to let me stay uh, at his old apartment, right. but, but nobody felt comfortable with that. So then, yeah. so then luckily he said, and I thank Kevin, although Kevin, I never thanked you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm thanking you now. He said, if you want, I will pay for your hotel. Okay. The light bulb hit in me. Mm-hmm. As much as, I may have not wanted to do it. I knew that this was an option for me. Okay. So I seized it. I got on the phone. I called, I called whatever, whatever hotel I thought looked decent and, and bless the universe. I found, I found a hotel that was decent in North Hollywood. And I went and uh, I quarantined myself. And even at that time, I didn't even know what that meant. How long did you quarantine for? 14 days. All right, so yep. uh, ju- just the reality of like you getting evicted, that's not including the emotional stress of why you were being evicted. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, the entire country is going nuts. Well, the entire world is going nuts over this pandemic that's just started. And you are faced with the possibility that you might have contracted the thing that we are all afraid of at that time. You lock yourself up in a hotel room in North Hollywood for 14 days. Okay? Yeah. What does a man or a person, I'm sorry, what does a person for 14 days when you have so much to do, which includes packing, it includes moving, it, it includes getting rid of things, um, but you can't leave your hotel room for 14 days. <clears throat> uh, mentally, it had to be uh, <clears throat> a very tough, a, a, a very tough task to complete. Uh, emotionally on the same lines to mind the fact that you locked yourself up for 14 days I would go nuts I can't even I'm surprised I've been in this chair for as long as I have <laughs> because I have the this innate desire excuse me innate desire to roam so for 14 days, what do you do in a hotel room? And thank you. Thank you for presenting it that way because I was, um, there, there are some key things that I want to share with the listeners. And, you know, 
the training that we that we do uh with with our mentor uh uh and coach Orpheus Black it it really taught me that when things get chaotic when things are n- maybe not in your favor maybe not mm-hmm. ideal situation to sit in that being uncomfortable because there's no other choice Mm-hmm. And you know what's really cool is is and I'm I'm so grateful that we're, that you're host that you're co-hosting because remember that time when you shared with me the story about the lobster, right? Okay, in yeah. the shell, right? The old me would have lost it, would have panicked, would have like just crawled up in a ball, and some years had passed, you know, since since. Uh, since that time when you shared with me the lobster story, which I love and it really helped me at that time and still helps me. For some reason, I had gained this composure that at some point I, I gained it. Like, like I was very sure about certain things. And so the first thing that, because the old me, my previous programming, my previous narrative would have thought about the money. I can't okay. afford I can't afford a hotel. I can't afford food. How am I going to do this? But the new me was just do what you got to do and it's going to manifest itself how it needs to manifest. Take care of the okay. most important thing, your health. Right. And I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. I just I just knew if I have this thing mm-hmm. which you're right, it was early. And I was not as diligent as my roommate who paid attention mm-hmm. to the news, who read articles. Right. I was like, I'll deal with it when I have to. I'll be very precautious, but I'll right. deal with it, right? Uh-huh. Well, I started reading real fast uh-huh. online in the hotel. Uh-huh. I got on the phone and I talked to the, the person at the... Uh, the, the LA person in charge of COVID, you know, the people uh-huh. you talk to. Okay. And, and I thank you to those um, members of, of, of that organization that talked to me on the phone because they, they called me, they encouraged me. They said, they said, you're doing an excellent job. Thank you for keeping everyone safe. That was very encouraging for me because by them telling me that I was doing the right thing, I felt like I had made the right choice. Whether I had it or I didn't have it, it'd probably be a smart idea to take care of my immune system. Right. I made it, I made it a ritual in my head. Even if I don't want to do like, you know, cause, cause, I had a routine, mm-hmm. but being in that hotel, your mind plays tricks on you. Like this isn't, you know, this isn't the gym. This isn't a comfortable space. Right. I remember doing yoga poses and I was like, is that a cockroach? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but, but that's the reality of being uncomfortable. Right. What's more important, your health 
or that cockroach and being uncomfortable. Right. So that's what I did. I did everything that I had to do every day. So what I did was every day I wrote a to-do list Uh and then I'd, I'd exit, but, but because things were changing all the time, Uh I had to, it became chicken scratch. Like Eminem says, right. Okay. But I had a destination. I knew where I was going. I just didn't know what the universe was going to present to me. Right. That's where I called you. I called Orpheus and I told you guys what had happened. Okay. And this is where I think the people that love you really show you the road, really show you the path. And you guys said, don't worry, I got you. And that helped me so much because I didn't feel alone, even though I physically was alone. Mm -hmm. You guys were there to support me. And then I remember, like you said, send me a, send me a list of things that you need and I'll drop it off. Right. And I remember Orpheus saying, be the leader that you are. Mm-hmm. So do the things. So he was telling me, right. Continue writing in my blog. Right. You know, he was telling me to do right. these things that to keep me occupied. And, right. and so you came through that evening. Mm-hmm. You, we haven't seen each other for over a year. Correct. And you had just been back. What? Like <laughs> a week. Maybe a week, yeah. <laughs> and and I I I got to see you at a distant. Uh-huh. And 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 listeners, Henry and and uh and Ruby uh brought brought me this care package, you know, so I could have food to to eat uh and and you know keep keep me safe and keep other people safe so I didn't go out. And I just remembered, you know, like this is the reality, you know, like this is what people are dealing with. This is what, you know, I, I'm one person that's dealing with this, but there's a lot of people that are dealing with it in their own way. Not being able to hug my, you know, my best friend who I haven't seen, you know, over a year uh, that bothered me. But at the same time, I felt grateful for the fact that I have a friend like that. And, you know, and, and Orpheus and, you know, and, 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 and the other friends that, that I talked to in the hotel. So I did all the things that I thought would help me. And I made the space mine. Right. Okay. But it was kind of like an everyday thing, you know, it was like, you know, creating a schedule and like, okay, you know, who do I got to talk to? And, and, and that kind of stuff. And then also letting go uh, a lot of just surrendering and, 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 and being like, I don't have an answer. Maybe somebody will, will, I'll talk to somebody and they'll present it to me. Like, I didn't know how I was going to move my stuff to Minnesota. I, I went through, you know, U-Haul. I went through, just get rid of everything, right. uh, get in my car and drive, you know, a lot of, 
troubleshooting, a lot of problem solving, but my friends and my family helped and different people came through to help me out. You know, like I still have some boxes, you know, you still have some of my stuff and, you know, I just feel grateful for, for just having good people in my life that, that could help me out to answer your question. How did I move my stuff? Even though my roommate kicked me out, she still wanted to help me. And she said, I will help you pack your things. And luckily I had a lot of things packed already, but she said, if you walk me through, I'll help you pack. I'll meet you somewhere. I'll drop off the box. You can pull up after I leave, load it in your car. And then right. if you stop to think about it, it is overwhelming. If you stop to think about it, it's like, why the fuck do I want to do all this stuff? Right. But I had a, I had a, I had a destination. I had a goal, you right. know, and, and, and one of the goals was to, to, to be healthy. Right. So, so I, uh, I did it and I must've, we must've made those, those trips like three or four times. Okay. You well, know? It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Little tedious things like carrying boxes right. up, up and down the steps, you know, in the hall, even taking out the key, little things like that, that can really yeah. get to us. But, oh, yeah. but it's like, it's okay. And then the space that I had created in the hotel started getting changing because of my boxes okay so then i i had even less room to exercise Uh okay but we make it work and then uh you know luckily i was on food stamps so i was able to uh get some food online through amazon fresh Uh okay and that kept me going and then and then um because I felt like people were helping me, I wanted to give back. So, yeah. so, and I noticed that a lot of people downstairs, they had this area in the hotel where people um, donate food and donate clothes. Well, they, most they of the- had a donation mm-hmm. spot in the hotel. Okay. Yep. Well, most of the food okay. was, yeah. was processed stuff. Uh-huh. So I decided- right. To use my food stamp and buy some food for people and leave it there. Oh, no. oh, wow! And you know what happened? As soon as I dropped it off and I went back down, it was gone. Uh-huh. It was gone. Yeah, it was I gone. I saw the guy carrying like all these yeah. things. I was like, "Why don't you share?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! Listen, <laughs> I, 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 it's a it's a thoughtful thing to do. Um, I mean, the, to maintain that kind of mental and emotional composure uh, during a time, because you sit a certain way uh, having been through it, but the reality of it is that what was happening is that your entire life was being flipped upside down um, from every, every, everything that we all hold dear, uh, your home was taken away your friends were taken away in a way due to the uh, quarantining of people Mm -hmm. um so there goes you love 
and I remember talking to you and you said that it was a little difficult because you were quarantined all the time this, uh, with, the, with your roommate, yeah. you know, not that it had anything to do with her, but just being quarantined was yeah. tough. <clears throat> and then your job was gone, you know, uh, and, you know, down to the micro level where all your belongings were now uh, placed it away from you, you know? So every, every aspect of your life was pretty much taken away. And then you have to have a presence of mind and emotional, uh, I guess, fitness mm -hmm. to go through that process during that time where it almost, it's almost inevitable to do things on your own, mm -hmm. to do things by yourself. I mean, that, that, that's definitely a tough situation at the time. But, you know, uh, it's like everything else. You made it through, and I believe that you came out of it stronger because he put you to the test, to test that even you didn't know that you were able to do. It's not, you know, sometimes it's not until we, we are posed in the position to do certain things that we find out, wow, I can do that. I can do, I can be a, the strong person that I need to be because I have to be. You uh, find yourself done the quarantine. Uh, did you take a test? Uh, to verify that you were negative and all that good stuff? Yeah, I had to take it twice because I had take I I wasn't sure if I took the I took the test too early the first time. Okay. So I took okay. it again and and yeah, it was nerve-wracking, but I I just trusted all the people that loved me and they said don't worry about it, just stay mm -hmm. positive and mm -hmm. uh And, uh, and actually a friend of mine in back in Minnesota had posted a YouTube video, uh, that she mm -hmm. had gotten and she shared about her experience with it. And she said, mm -hmm. she said, um, the one thing, because they asked her at the end, what's one thing that you want to share with people now that you've gone through it? And she said, stay positive, stay positive, stay positive. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that if that's what helped her, I had to plant that in me. And so, right. so with all my friends and family that supported me, that, that, that process was, you know, all a part of that, you know, because they were, do, they were doing the same thing. So, so it would be wrong for me to not mm -hmm. continue to, to, to support what they, what they believed in, in me. Right. So, right. so yeah. Um, you certainly don't want to be the weakest link. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Quarantine for 14 days and then, And then you came and picked me up uh, on day, day 15, uh -huh. which was July 1st, which was the, the, the date of my flight. All right. So you went through all of that. Mm -hmm. Finally, you get to get out of the hotel. Yeah. And now you got to get on a flight back to Minnesota. Yep. Okay. I remember that day... Uh, You know, it, it, it's it, it, uh, so, uh, some things in life are just bittersweet. It was a great day. We had a great day. 
I yeah. mean, we had a great day. Uh, the only thing we did not do that day uh, was eat. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. We didn't eat. <laughs> we didn't eat uh, but Which is, we did. Yeah. We did train. We were there with Orpheus and we were in the park and, you know, um, we were doing the thing and we had a great time. It was, you know, it was the first time for me after over a year of not being able to train with my friends. I hadn't trained in a while, you know, um, and um, it was good and it was good and it was so good. And it felt, I felt, okay, I'm home. Yeah. But then, you know, there's always that, Thing looming in the background. Okay, when this is done, I got to take take Pete to the airport. And I'm like, son of a, <clears throat> you know. But um, you know, we made it to the airport. You got on your plane. You were trying to give me some kind of candy that I did not want. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but <clears throat> you know, you you made you made it to your plane. You get to Minnesota. Now you just you just went from uh, everything that you went through in LA. Now you're going back to Minnesota with the possibility of having contracted something on the plane or at the airport, <clears throat> and you're going home to your family. How did you avoid this situation? Like, what did you do? Well, so the plan was, is that my, my, my best friend from college too, I was going to stay with him. So he picked me up from the airport, but the plan was, cause I thought that I could save money at least to the end of the summer. So I thought I was mm -hmm. going to move in with mom and dad. Okay. But then I started to notice in myself I'm going to want to go out and see people at that time. We could, uh -huh. we could go out, you know? Right. Um, okay. You know, think here in Minnesota, things were open restaurants, okay. everything was pretty open, but you still had to, you know, okay. maintain social distance. Right. I felt really like, wow, things are kind of more carefree here, more relaxed, even uh -huh. though I feel safe. But then my mom is a uh, cancer survivor. Okay. And, and, uh, and she has diabetes and, and my mm -hmm. father is, you know, the age is up there. So I said, you know, they're doing such a good job taking care of themselves, staying healthy. Right. They have their routine or what their, their process down. I don't want to disturb that. I don't want to, I don't want to risk, put them at risk. So then I realized, uh, all right, here we are back at, we gotta, I gotta look for an apartment. <laughs> like you said, bittersweet. I'm not going to go into detail because it's very personal, uh, to him, uh -huh. but, but my best friend, uh, was going through something. My best friend here that I was staying with was going uh -huh. through something too. Uh -huh. And it just so happened that it worked out where he said, yeah, you know, like I wasn't planning on this, but let's go find a, let's go find an apartment, even if it's temporary together. Okay. And so wow. I hopped on and I found something through Facebook and, even that, even that was a blessing. The, the, somebody was, was giving a, a, a sublease 
to you uh-huh. know nice a nice apartment for you know uh you know what we were getting you know the old pete did not believe in manifestation the old pete did not mm-hmm. believe in you could you could think something and it can happen I, I i was so afraid of thinking that way my programming growing up i realized was a lot of wanting control right and so because I had learned that I'd find so much joy in letting go. Mm-hmm. That's just what I do. Letting like, like my, my two favorite words are letting go and gratitude. Uh-huh. And every day of my life, I just, uh-huh. I, I just, no matter what I kiss the skies, I bless, you know, the universe. I say my, like when I meditate, I have this uh-huh. little, I have this little ritual at the end where, Mm-hmm. where i kiss i kiss my like temple like uh-huh. my mind uh-huh. i kiss i kiss my, my so it's like my heart and then i kiss the, right. the earth the earth that i right cuz i believe that something is taking care of me right but I, but I still have to do the work right okay i mean so it works uh, um yeah there, there, there is something to be said, you know, uh, the whole thing about manifesting, you know, bringing things into existence through your thoughts and your words, yeah. okay? And, and, you know, ultimately through your actions. But <clears throat> I find it fascinating uh, and to, for me to say that I find it fascinating is an understatement. Uh-huh. But I find it fascinating that throughout, and I'm sure that this is this this plays well into culture. But I think all cultures have it, where they tell us whenever we say something bad that could happen, they tell us, "Don't say that; it's going to become a reality." But they never tell us, well, think good things and say good things. You know, it's the same thing. It's fascinating that the negative aspect of it is uh, enforced either culturally or uh, socially, I don't know, but not the positive aspect of it, you know, uh, to me, that's just fascinating, and I wanted to point that out. I, that that, uh, that 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 like I said, that's fascinating. Now, right, so you found your living space. You got yourself a nice roommate who you know and obviously have a rapport with. Uh, that's sort of hitting the ground running, I would think. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <clears throat> how has it been to? the new Pete, reconnect with old friends, old acquaintances, uh, people that knew you as the old Pete and they are now experiencing the new Pete. How has that interaction uh, gone? How has it been? Well, you know, what's interesting is that what I originally thought it was going to be like Uh it was totally different because of the pandemic because because we 
getting together with people was not as simple as, all right, I'll just hop in my car and I'll go see you. Right. By being selective or by being, you know, limited, I I changed in where I felt like I had to see everybody. Right. And instead, I just kind of let, again, I just kind of let the universe show me Mm -hmm. who to talk to Mm -hmm. and who to be very mindful that they, that they need to talk. Okay. And if I can create rituals like with my family, you know, we meet every Sunday on zoom and I realized like how important that was to everybody. Okay. Including myself, but, but I realized how, how valuable that was, you know? And then on Fridays, I, I, I train with my sister, martial arts and boxing through zoom. Uh-huh. Uh, she's in Chicago uh-huh. because I realized it's something that she, it, it helped her. Right. And so I've, I've enjoyed it, uh, uh-huh. but definitely there's been, it's been a tug of war in my mind of, uh, should I be seeing that person? Should I be contacting that person? Should I be, right. you know, and then, and then this other aspect of just letting go and, and letting the, letting things happen as they happen uh-huh. and being okay with that. But right. that's why got excited about starting the podcast right okay because i didn't want to stop being the me that you i need had to f- be mm-hmm. i I've, I've enjoyed every episode so far you've reconnected with old uh friends even though it hasn't been in a physical form you know, it, it's been more through Zoom. You could have done when you were in California, but, you know. <laughs> uh, I am certain that you left uh, bushels of people here in California that are saying, oh, no, what am I going to do without Pete? I'm sure that there's, uh, there are uh, people that you haven't seen uh, but still miss and would have loved to say goodbye to or at least have some sort of um, uh, farewell of sorts. Mm-hmm. So has that, how have, have those relationships uh, progressed, degressed, or stayed stagnant? How has it been difficult or you're just going with the flow? On some days, in the beginning, I felt bad. Okay. In the beginning, I felt like I need to maintain this relationship, maintain this relationship. Until I got to the point of where I'm not listening to my own principle, okay. which is how do I feel when I'm doing all this? Right. Okay. So then 
I surrendered again. And I said, the universe is going to take care of us. If it's a close friend who, who it's without saying, it's like, I will be there for them. They will be there for me. I have to have faith in that. And so it's been hard because I think sometimes I don't recognize that maybe someone's calling me like in the beginning, I wouldn't pick up, Uh but now I make it, I make it a thing. No matter who calls me, I'm just going to pick it up and just make sure they're okay. Okay. There are certain rituals or certain relationships that have changed that have altered cert certainly and in the beginning i was attached to it in the beginning okay. i was like i felt bad you know i felt like oh i really want to keep this but i know i can't so then right. what i what i told myself was they love you so much they understand and they will they will be fine with how things have to be, but just don't forget about them. Always let them know that you're going to be there for them. So, so mm-hmm. I do do check-ins, you know, like you call me or, you know, or, or other people will check in with me. And mm-hmm. so I think it's really just having faith that your relationship is really that powerful. Right. But then there are other friends who I'm like, oh man, uh, where did that go? But, but at the same time, I just, I just trust that it's all going to be okay. Because right. I don't want to stress myself. How, and I mean, I think that that's very smart and it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, uh, I think that uh, our attachment to people or the relationship that we have with people, but mostly the relationships that we think we have with people, we, we stay attached to that and develop an, emo, an emotional, a negative emotional response mm-hmm. because this person is no, is no longer there or not at arm's reach as they used to be. Right. Um, but uh, I mean, to me, it, it, that's the best thing to do. It's healthy. Uh, personally, um, because I have been uh, such a nomad, but I've met people throughout the country and actually even outside of the country who I haven't seen in sometimes decades. Mm. But when, when we do can reconnect, it's like it never went away. I mean, you, you met Marisol. Remember Marisol? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I spent. I, I. I went maybe twelve, thirteen years without seeing her. I saw her when I came back to California, and the 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 relationship, the love, the respect, everything was intact. And uh, to me, those are the relationships I I want to have. I mean, I left for a year. I didn't, you know, I didn't check in with you guys every day, mm-hmm. but I did every so often. And when I came back, my, the relationships that I wanted here in California are still intact. 
And those are the, that's the energy. Those are the relationships. Those are the connections that I want to keep that go beyond time and space. Mm. You know, that where time and space are completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter if I'm here or I'm in, you know, Australia somewhere. I'm still going to have that friend. We don't have to check in with each other every, every day, but, you know, we're there. So uh, I, I completely I agree with you. And I think that you're handling it in the healthiest way possible. That leads us to where we are today. Today, we have uh, Pete that has made himself at home back in uh, uh, Minnesota, reconnect with people and all that good stuff, <clears throat> and connecting with some new ones. Namely, we have Miss Emily. <laughs> Tell us about Miss Emily. I want to know about Emily. We all want to know about Emily. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Episode 15. Okay. No, no. <laughs> what <it>. happened? <laughs> We're going to be doing an episode together about, about us. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so it will so be... Uh, okay, so no, we're not going to get spoilers. I was hoping that we could get a sneak peek or something. It's premature. Uh, premature. Uh, <laughs> all right. Notice that I am being a good, good, good friend by sidestepping that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm very... I'll go into um, my uh, summary of your story uh, of the past year. And the way I look at it, and uh, as you've said numerous times today, going with the flow. Okay. It seems like the, the universe, or whatever you want to call it, wanted you back in um, Minnesota. It made it uh, very uncomfortable, but also abundantly clear that you should go back to Minnesota. What I draw from it is that uh, oftentimes life wants to wants us to go right. It wants us to go in a particular direction. And if we flow with that, good things happen. It is when we resist what life wants us to do, things hurt. If uh, your significant other breaks up with you, you try to hang on and this, that, and the other, and... Uh, you have your, you're so attached that you don't want to let go. It is a painful experience versus being thankful for the time that they were there, for everything that you lived together, the, the growth that this person uh, helped you to have, but now it's run its course. 
there's nothing that says you won't be back in California. Just at this particular time, the right place for you to be was Minnesota. And it seems like, uh, I think that good things are happening. You are making good things happen. And I'm very happy about it. I'm very happy to see uh, you out there doing your thing, doing your TikTok. Uh, but uh, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I get it from third parties. Look at Pete, he's having a good time. And I'm like, oh, look, that, that's good, <laughs> good time. Um, <clears throat> and I, 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 it, it looks like you're enjoying yourself. Mm. And at the end of the day, uh, for me, life is about joy. Do the things that bring you joy. And do as little as possible of the things that you don't, that don't bring you joy. <clears throat> and uh, it seems like that's what you're doing. So I'm, uh, I'm once again, it's bittersweet because you're not here, but you're out there doing your thing, and that's fantastic to see. Thank you. It's it's uh, it's very comforting, you know, to have to have your best friend, you know recognize i mean that's 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 what makes that makes that's what makes you a best friend is that you know you're able to recognize you're able to see and and like i like i always tell emily uh since the day that we met which was in august right um is i just always wanted no spoilers (laughs) i'm trying to help you out here how come i can't talk hey you can talk but i'm just trying to help (laughs) miss emily i tried to help you know i'm trying to get on her good side already (laughs) yeah she's not gonna no but thank you yeah i won't i won't say i was i'll save it (laughs) no but but thank you yeah it's great. No, I mean that that that's that's awesome, man. Uh, um, seems like you're in a in a good place in your life. Uh, well, this what me me. I yeah. We have. It's a three or five questions. Oh snap! Five. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> five. All right. All right. One way. Um, <laughs> what are we going to put? on your uh uh headstone i'm gonna be cremated <laughs> okay what are we gonna uh, what, oh, what no. are we gonna carve on the uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then throw okay no 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 i i get i get what you're saying keep dancing baby keep dancing baby all right that's good that's good um <laughs> Let's see. What do you want to be remembered as? I want to be remembered as the person who allowed you, whoever you are, to be the person that you see yourself as or want to see yourself as Uh uh, your best self. I mean, it's not really wasted time, but I felt like I wasted so much time in my life because Mm -hmm. I was so negative I was so holding myself back from living my truth. 
So I want to be that person that allows other people to live their truth. So you want to be remembered as a facilitator of one's truth. Woo! Is that yeah. going to go? Is that going to go on my headstone? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, are you getting a are you getting a a headstone or a Bible up there? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, animal that represents you and why? Uh, I'll just say panda bear. Panda bear. Yeah. Okay. Lately, I've been seeing panda bears. Like, I just think that. Uh, so, so Emily likes raccoons. Uh huh. You know, trash pandas. So, right. so I think I hear that word panda, and I think of pandas. Um, uh-huh. So it's the next closest thing to s- trash panda. They're cute. They're cuddly. First kiss. First kiss. When? When oh did gosh. it happen? I can't remember. I was in ninth grade, and it was my first girlfriend. Okay. And so here's the funny thing. My first girlfriend, meaning the very first time that I was close to a girl, even mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, all that stuff. Well, she leaned in. We were sitting on the couch, probably watching a movie or something like that. Her her mom was probably upstairs. Mm-hmm. She leaned in for a kiss. Okay. And I was scared and I backed off. Uh-huh. And I remember like she was not happy. I learned to to go the other way, to go forward. <laughs> <laughs> so so I don't remember the first kiss, but I remember the first uh rejection that I gave without knowing it. Oh man. All right. Happiest childhood memory. Wow. Great question. I actually had, a, I actually have a lot of them, but I can't think of, <laughs> I was probably in kindergarten because I can't remember if I had school in the afternoon, but my mom and I, my mom would always take me to this restaurant called Baker square. It's primarily for like seniors you know they have like pies and that kind of stuff. I remember going to breakfast with my mom and just it was kind of our thing. And then afterwards I think we would go to the mall and she she go to the the clothing store she liked to go to and she talked to her friends. Well, what I what I remember is just having a great time, you know, eating some good food with my mom, probably getting, you know, some toys or something like that, like right. from the, from the restaurant. But mm-hmm. my mom would talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like the waiters, uh, like she had friends in these places that I think most people would just be like, you know, a customer or two. Right. And so I think that left the lasting impression on me on, 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 you said it, joy. Right. Okay. Without, without even knowing. Right. No. And I mean, the best things in life happen that way. Yeah. Um, All right. So I'll leave you with that, but (laughs) I think that at some point, 
you should share with your listeners the lobster story. Oh yeah. Cause, cause you brought it up and I think it's, it's a good story. It's a good fable, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, if anybody, if one person benefits from it, it's worth telling. Mm. Yeah, you got it. This has been an amazing episode because to have a conversation with you, Henry, about something that's very important to me, I think it's just great. Uh, I think uh, the listeners uh, really got to hear the truth, uh, my truth that I haven't been able to share and been wanting to share. So I thank you for that. I thank you for your friendship. Uh, and uh, uh, listeners, we decided that we're going to bring Henry back and, uh, and he's going to be sharing with us uh, next time. So, um, so this, this concludes the year. Uh, uh, for some people, the year was a, a shit show as i've been here <laughs> a, a dumpster fire yeah. for others it was something else and yeah. uh i hope that uh through this episode you're able to get something to keep you going to keep you moving forward and like henry said find joy in every facet of life and uh so i appreciate you and uh, look forward to having you back on any last words from you, brother? Uh, well, no, I'm um, honored that you asked me to uh, be in this space today, to put you in this space and <clears throat> be able to ask you questions. Um, and I'm incredibly honored to be your friend and for you to consider me as, as a good friend. And <clears throat> um, go find joy, whatever you can find it. You know, go get it. That's what life is about, you know. Um, so with that, I think everything is said. And until next time. What are, what right. are, the, what are the three things? What are the three things? Do you remember? What, what three things? Or wait, four things. I always, yeah. end, I always end every episode with four things. Jesus Christ, the man, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just three. Oh no, four. <laughs> uh, you end. Uh, no, I cannot recall. I'm okay. sorry. All right, next time, next time you're gonna, you're, I'm gonna have you do it. Do okay. what? We'll talk about it. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Right, I, it's Thank gonna be. I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing this episode with everybody. Um. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, everyone, uh, sure. take care of yourself. Uh, enjoy, enjoy your, the, the upcoming holidays, uh, coming up, uh, celebrate with, with however you can, um, you know, even if it's remote, uh, celebrate, find joy, find celebration, find love, find laughter. And, uh, with that, Happy have a good 2021, night. 2021 people. Happy 2021. You are loved. Thank you so much. You are worthy. You are enough. Blessings to all of you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. And remember, you are loved. You are enough. 
and you are worthy. Blessings to all of you.